Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm... What the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? This past weekend at Palmerton was awesome. No, they didn't have the sandbag at the top like they usually do, and everybody was upset about that, or some people were, some people wasn't. You know, and when you go on all the pages, you know, you see some people complain if Spartan changes something, and then you see some people complain that they don't change anything. So, I mean, you never know, guys. Next year, they might put it right back up there at the top. So, I enjoyed the race. I thought it was challenging, especially having both of the carries at the end. And, uh, man, it was just good to be back at Palmerton. Uh, they mapped the trails excellent, in my opinion. A lot of technical downhills, and that's always way more fun than just running the service roads down, which we've done in the past. Uh, Palmerton is a legendary course to me, and I think that everybody should go out there and do that at least once. And I'm very excited to bring to you Dixie Bonner, who got first place in the elite women's field on the Super, and then she got third place in the sprint on Sunday. This is a very cool episode, and if you have been to Palmerton in the past, or if you were there this past weekend, I feel like you'll enjoy it, because we talked about the race a lot. And here's the episode. Dixie Bonner, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Well, Dixie, before we, you know, learn about how you've been crushing this season, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? You know, like, what do you do for a living? Uh, so I am from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, home of the Amish, as people like to think of it. Uh, I'm 29, turning 30 soon, but I'm in, I'm in no rush to get there. <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have two kids. Um, I homeschool them during the school year. Oh, wow. And um, other than that, I do not have an official occupation. Uh, but they're enough work for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that your hands are pretty tied. That's a pretty busy job in itself, I'm sure. Yes. Well, I mean, and that's cool because you get to stay at home, you know, and if you get a second to train, you know, you got a little extra time to train too. How old are your kids? Um, nine and seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got your hands full, don't you? So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and you said you're from Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. How, how far was that from Palmerton? That's pretty close, wasn't it? It's about an hour 20. It depends on traffic, but I would say about an hour 20 for the most part. Oh, wow. So Palmerton's like almost your backyard. Do you ever go there and like train and stuff? I do. So I consider Palmerton my home mountain. Um, I do train there. I run their blue burn course. Um, I run their hump day 5Ks. Um, I've done a couple other races on the mountain. They did an OCR last year that I ran. Um, I won that, but... 
uh, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> have you ever, um, have you ever like gone and skied there or like when it's snowing? I mean, I imagine that's like pretty awesome place to go when it's snowing. Too. I, yes. So I never have. That would terrify me actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've never. When we I've were going up the, uh, you know, when we were going up the top climb, you know, where they've had the sandbag in the past, I was oh, thinking yeah. about that covered up with snow and I'm like, man, this would be pretty really, this would be like super scary on some skis going down this slope right here. Oh, for sure. I'm, I I believe like ski enthusiasts get the thrill out of that. Like we do climbing it. I'm sure. Um, but that's, I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. I would totally like eat a tree. I'm sure. <laughs> So, um, Dixie, in your wise age of 29, like, what is your athletic background? Um, I, I would say that I have ran for most of my life. Uh, my mom was um, a really big runner, a good big into cross-country runner um, in high school. And she used to get us into, like, open track meets that they, that they have. It's like a thing. Right. Um, and so... I started running from a young age and then in middle school and high school, I played a variety of sports. I did track, um, field hockey, lacrosse. I wrestled for three or four years. Uh, so yeah, I've done a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like it. So when, when your mom started like dragging you to these running meets, was it something you like fought at first or did you like, you got into it because it was just, you know, time you were spending with mom? Yeah, I mean, I remember enjoying them, and my brothers, I, so I have three older brothers, and she would have them run also, uh, so it was just kind of something we did for fun, I guess. So you have three older brothers, does that mean you were the baby? Yep, that's what that means. Yeah, I was the baby too. <laughs> so, um, like, so how did you find, like, OCR or Spartan Racing or whatever? Uh, so a friend of mine asked me to do a Spartan race with her and she told me about it and I was like yeah sure I'll give it a try and that uh was in 2015 and so she took me to Palmerton for my Uh first sprint (laughs) what a good one yeah it was it was a lot of fun that's when things were harder you know they had the rope climb where you started in the water uh, waist yeah waist deep in the water um and i i remember having a clean race i i nailed my spear i did the rope climb i did everything and for palmerton being my first race oh wow it was yeah it was a doozy well i'd say <laughs> you were pretty talented if you hit all the obstacles the first time did they have that uh in 2015, they should have had like that Tarzan swing where you swung across like a gap with a rope. Did they have that one there? Um, I don't remember that one. It's possible, but yeah, I, I don't remember. I know they had it in Atlanta, and that was like I did Conyers was my first one, and it was 2015. And of course, I failed my spear, and I also did not make it across that muddy ass moat tar- Tarzan <laughs> swing. So, but uh. <clears throat> So, so after that race and how did you feel like, were you like chomping at the bit to do another one or was it like, oh, this was cool, but. Uh, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. And so the following year we went back and we did the sprint and the super back to back. She's like, Hey, let's try both of them. And I'm like, Oh, all right, sure. Why not? Cause one wasn't hard enough. Um, and I remember the super, I mean, was 
super challenging. Um, and then going into the sprint the next day, we were so sore, but we ended up running it faster than we had the previous year. So I was like, well, that's cool. Um, and then I think the year after that, 2017, I got some of my brothers to join me for racing. Uh, and so it kind of became like a family thing after that. So when did you decide that you were going to like, you know, dabble in like the competitive heats? Um, I don't actually know. I did open for probably at least three years, um, maybe four years until I decided, Hey, uh, I'm doing really good in open, you know, like not that a lot of people, uh, think much of placing first in open, but I was, you know, in those top runners of the open heats. And I thought mm -hmm. maybe, you know, maybe I can be good at this. <laughs> um, and my first elite or competitive race was probably a stadium. Um, I remember running citizens bank park, uh, one year after volunteering and I absolutely loved it. And I think the year I came back after that, I probably did competitive. Right. Well, I saw that you did the Atlanta 2017 uh, sprint, and you ran elite there, too. Oh, yeah. That might have been one of my first elites. I mean, yes. I was just looking at your athletes, and you know how that's all busted up. But <laughs> no, that probably has the right thing in it. I don't know. <laughs> but I was at that race, and I, I, I want to say that might have been the first year that we had Olympus there. I may be wrong. I remember Olympus, yes. Yeah, because it started raining on that second day. Did you run the first day or the second day, or do you remember? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> or maybe it rained, rained on the first day. I can't remember. It rained the day I ran. I know that because I failed. I completely failed the monkey bars. It was horrible. Mm. I was like, how are you even supposed to do this in the rain? <laughs> <laughs> I think I failed Olympus at that race. I think I got it the first day, but I failed it the second day because I remember doing it the first time, the first day, and I was like, oh, well, that's not that bad. And then the second day, I just totally failed it, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, and like I said, I was looking through your athletes, and I saw that you ran a lead at that race, and then you went back and started running, like, some open wave races, and I was wondering, like, did you not, enjoy running elite there and you decided you know what maybe it's not time to move up and i'm going to run some more open heats or was it just something where you were just running with friends or something um i i have no idea um it probably depends on what race it was because like i said i did i have ran quite a few with uh some of my brothers like the ohio beast the new jersey beast, right. beast the new jersey ultra um so it and you know it probably just fell or was whatever I felt was best at the time for that race. So maybe Atlanta was one of my first elite races. And I know I did not race well at that one. Um, placement wise, I was towards the back of the pack and that's all right. <laughs> right. And you said you did some ultras, which ultras did you do? I've done, I did New Jersey twice. Ooh. Oh, that's a, that's a fun ultra. Was that your, that was my first ultra. What year did you yeah. do it? You remember? Um, 17 and 18 probably mm. unless i did 18 and 19 mm. you're yeah. not old enough to not <laughs> did not remember this i've done too many races to not remember <laughs> uh. <laughs> i remember 20 
because I didn't run it in 2017, but I did run the Ultra and I run the Beast in 2017. And in 2018, I did run the Ultra. And I remember that was the year that the Ultra Loop, you did the Ultra Loop once mm-hmm. and it was sketchy. Like, like they didn't even cut it good. Like you were ducking under branches and there was all these rocks you could slide and fall in between because I did. <laughs> and uh, But it had an easy bucket carry. I remember that in 2018. I didn't do 2019 because that was the year the weather was really cold and I was in Palm Beach enjoying the sun at that race. So I think I did do 19. I remember it being cold off and on and I was going between putting my, like my quarter zip. I was taking it off and putting it on. And then I think I do remember 18 with that extra ultra loop was horrendous. And yes. I was like, where are they taking us? And this is where, <laughs> you know, I was like, where are we? Uh, and I was glad we didn't have to do that loop a second time. Yeah, because it seemed like when you come off that loop, it was like there was a mountain bike ramp or something around there, something like that, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. It was something. I know I had one buddy, I think my buddy Chad Hoke, he accidentally skipped it, or it, either he was running the beast and he did the loop. I don't know. He did something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a fun. New Jersey is always a tough ultra. I did the, my first ultra was there in 2016, and I like to died, but I finished, and that was the main point. Was that with the old, um, the old version of the the course where you did two of the yes the beast when they had the longer beast course, right? Yeah, it was like just two 15 mile beasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was and. I mean, and it was a good course, too. I want to say that might have been one of those courses that Norm Cox did. So, I mean, it was it was a good course. I, my IT bands lit up after the first lap, and I had to do the whole second lap with my IT bands bothering me, and it was the worst. Oh, oh my God. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've had quite a bit of IT band issues over the last couple of years, and oh, yeah? I've, I've kept kept it in check so far this year so hopefully i can just continue to do that to do that but it's definitely not fun so what was your kind of like way to solve that problem with my it band yeah uh more recovery foam rolling um better warm-ups and cool-downs uh working on uh glute strength is supposed to help so just incorporating more um more of those exercises uh, yeah, and I, I mean, that seemed to help. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what is like, what would be like, if you say you're going to do like a big workout, what would be like your warm up before you would go into a workout? Like a running workout or like a lifting workout? A, a running workout. A running workout. Uh, I'll do, I'll foam roll first and then, uh, I'm actually a Yancey camp athlete, so yeah, I, I will that. run I will run through our Yancey Camp um, warm-up uh, exercises, which some of them include the, like the mini power systems band, doing like lateral walks and monster walks and things like that. Um, and then I do like your traditional Frankenstein kicks, and I'll do side lunges and um, skipping that type of stuff. Uh, I'll warm up my upper body a little, but not too much before running because it loosens up as you go along. Right. Um, and a little bit of uh, slow jogging before I get into my real running. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of lazy when it comes to the warm-up because I usually will just kind of do a – if I'm doing like a speed workout, I usually will just kind of do like a slow jog for a while before I start it, you know. And sometimes yeah. I'll do like some leg swings, but that's usually about it. So what would like your cool down, you know, what would that be? 
uh, die. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll do a cool. It depends. If I'm at the track, I'll do a cool down jog or walk. Um, other than that, I, I don't uh, walk to cool down too much, but I'll stretch. Uh, make sure I stretch my legs good. Anything that feels tight. Um, I really like doing the figure four stretch for to hit like my IT band, my hip IT band area. Um, yeah, and I'll depending on how I feel, I'll foam roll again. So what? So what is a figure four stretch? I guess I I I, I probably know what it is, but maybe I've never heard it called that. Describe that so to us could, if you can. You you could do it sitting on a bench, and you'll get less of a stretch. Or you can sit on the floor. Um, I'm actually doing it laying in bed right now. Uh, but so you have one leg is, let's see, if you're sitting on a bench, you're going to put one foot on the ground and put that leg at a 90 degree angle. And you're going to bring your opposite leg and put your ankle onto your thigh, like above your knee. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're sitting with your leg crossed. I I got you. Yeah. 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 And then you want to focus on it really. What makes the difference is, uh, keeping your, your leg that's, raised or up on your propped up right. keeping your foot at a 90 degree angle so it and gets then you into can the hip. Like, yeah and then you can push down your knee for a further stretch um yeah i like that one i learned something today because I, I that is one stretch i usually i'd usually stretch after a run but my warm-up is usually just you know i just a warm-up jog but that is a stretch that i always do you know after i've done like a workout or something i just didn't know it was called a figure four huh yeah, I mean, it might have another name. I'm not sure. Well, that's cool. So, and you said you're a Yancey Camp athlete. So, how did you find Yancey, or and how did you become like one of their athletes? So, Yancey reached out to me. Um, actually at not a very good time in the midst of COVID last year. So racing was down. Um, but he had reached out to me. Uh, I think it was about April of last year. We made it official. So a month or two prior to that, he's like, Hey, you know, I'd like to make you one of my premier roster athletes. Um, because you're a cyborg. (laughs) I had been using his program for several months and had progress with it. And I was doing well racing wise. And so, um, you know, I think he saw that as an opportunity for um, me to grow as an athlete and for other people to uh, see my progress and the success that I have made with his program, uh, to be able to join me and actually do those same workouts that have helped me, uh, you know, be successful in obstacle course racing and trail running. So how, how long did you do, uh, his, uh, program before he, uh, you become one of his athletes? Um, uh, six months, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So, like, what does a typical, like, training week look like for Dixie Bonner? Mm, well, that depends on my race season. Because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, with tapering and recovering between races, it's a little a little more uh, variable in the summertime. Right. But I typically will run at least five days a week. Um, my Yancey Camp prescribed workouts are three uh, dedicated workouts a week. So those are running and um, exercises. It's, uh, you know, very OCR oriented. But if you were just a runner, you could alter it to make it, you know, pull out some of the exercises or extend some of the running. Um, But then, yeah, I have a a 
gym in my garage that I lift and I have force five obstacles and I have monkey bars. I have a seven foot wall, I have a tire flip, spear throw. I have like everything I need to practice at home. So I lift, I do obstacles, I run um, on top of all the other uh, activities I do during the day, like mowing and tending to my garden and things like that. Wait, (laughs) so so you, 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 you're a full-time mom. You mm-hmm. home you homeschool your kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you run five days a week. You've got indoor gym, and you garden too. Yeah, yeah. Dixie, tell Why me not? about this garden. <laughs> uh, it, it grows a lot of weeds. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's the worst part. No, yeah. I mean, it's not like ginormous, but I'm the biggest uh, vegetable eater in my house. Right. So. Uh, this year I did sugar peas, uh, tomatoes, three different kinds of peppers, uh, zucchini, green beans, lima beans, lettuce, onions, radishes, cucumber, and yellow squash. Good Lord, how big is your garden? Um, I don't know, big enough. Because <laughs> that's a lot of vegetables. Yeah, I don't know, maybe 10 by 15, that's my guess. Okay. I don't know. I've never measured it. It could be bigger than that. It sounds like you're pretty busy, Dixie. <laughs> I like to be busy. Right. Well, hey, if that's what works, you know. So, and you said you do your three dedicated workouts with Yancey. So, like your other two days that you're doing your running. Because I know a lot of Yancey's workouts involve, like, you know, incline treadmill. And then you'll do grip stuff or, like, broken running and stuff. Like, what do you yeah. usually do? Like, you do, like, long runs on the days you're not doing those workouts? Sometimes, yeah. Um, long runs I would typically do during a weekend, um, especially if my friends wanted me to go run with them. Uh, it could be, you know, a 10-mile trail run or something like that. Um, otherwise, I'll I, depending on, like, what I feel the workouts are hitting more, if I feel like it's hitting more grip for that week, I might do more lower body training, you know, squats and deadlifts and lunges and that type of stuff. Um, I like to throw in core work when I lift, uh, cause you can never go wrong with that. Right. Um, or maybe I'll just do a run around town four or five, six miles, something like that. Right on. So how many miles are you usually putting down a week? Um, or is it more time based? Uh, no, I would say mileage wise, it's been a little lighter since my racing schedule has gotten a little fuller. Um, I like to hit around 30 a week. So it's, it's not too high. Yeah, that's usually what I do is about 30, you know, unless there's like a race because then I'm doing less and recovering yeah. after the race, especially this mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you really sore after this past weekend? I am still sore. I lifted my arms up and I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. That hurts. <laughs> <clears throat> my legs feel pretty good, but yeah, my upper body's a little sore. Yeah. So... You, you have several elite podiums in Spartan now, and didn't you get your first first place in Charlotte this year? I did. Uh, yes and no. So my, my first official uh, first place elite podium was actually the Palmerton Trail 10K in 2019. That wasn't an OCR. So, that was a trail race. 
That's what you <laughs> but it was still a first place elite podium with Spartan. So, so that's with yes and no. I so other you. than the, other than that, that then yes, my first OCR elite. That was win. a tough trail race there too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> was, was there a lot of back and forth at that trail race or did you own it? Uh, so, I mean, I almost outright won completely because somehow most of the 10K racers got lost on course. Because oh. Aaron Newell was running that race too, wasn't he? I have no idea. I think so. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but at the, the start line, I mean, yeah, we went off and, you know, I had good hopes from the beginning of that. And then I finished and I'm like, where's everybody else? Like I uh. was, I was confused. Uh, it was just me and a couple guys that were running age group. And I was like, how am I the first elite racer in here? And then we found out people got lost on course and they threw a big fit about it. And oh, I was wow. like, I don't know how you guys got lost. I just followed the signs. Because <laughs> they only had that one trail race there, right? Yes. That was yep. 2019, right? Yeah. They, I mean, they had the, yeah, they had the 10K and the 21K. Yeah. So I, oh, I think yeah. what actually happened is that the 10K people followed the 21K course where it changed. Oh. I think that's what happened. Yeah, because I know a lot of it ran like right up underneath the ski lift, if I remember. I know some of it did. Some of it did, and some of it followed part of the super course because from the previous day, because yes. we ran it the day of the sprint course. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Because I did, yeah. I did the super and the sprint there, but I didn't do the trail race. But I remember watching some of it. So. Okay. So you had your first uh, elite podium <laughs> in the OCR race at Charlotte. And tell yes, us sir. about how that race went. That had to have been like super awesome to get your, you know, your first first place finish. Because that was yeah, a pretty so stacked field at that race. It was a good field. Um, I was not leading at all in that race. I was probably sitting in fourth or fifth. Um, I didn't feel 100% my best that weekend. Uh, I stayed at my cousin's house. I probably got about three hours of sleep that night. Did you uh, stay up partying or something? Yeah. No, <laughs> I just... <laughs> nerves and, and everything, you know, that's... Uh, the night before a race, I, I normally don't sleep well. Um, so I, yeah, you know, I just didn't go into the race feeling a hundred percent and I, I wasn't doing well. And then the spear throw was in the last, what quarter mile of the race, Yeah, maybe a little more than that. Um, and a couple girls failed the spear. And next thing I knew I was in, uh, second place behind Miranda and awesome. after spear, after spear was Z wall mm -hmm. and I got to Z wall and Miranda was doing burpees <gasps> and I'm like, Oh my God, Miranda's doing burpees. What is going on? So I got, I got through the Z wall and, uh, I said something to Miranda because before the race, she said, if we're battling through the monkey bars at the finish, uh, that her husband, Michael was going to video it. So when she finished her, so you burpees, waited on her so y'all could battle through the monkey bars. Yeah, is that no, what you're so that, that's actually <laughs> what I, I said to her when uh, she had failed and was doing her burpees. I said, "You just wanted to battle me to the for the finish, didn't you?" I was like, "You failed on purpose," and she's like, "No, I did it." <laughs> um, but then, yeah, after that, she's she told me she was dying, and and so I thought, "Wow, this is you know second would be great, but this is my chance to just pick it up a little and." and run it into to first place and 
So I did. Yeah, I finished monkey bars while she was on them. And then it was uh, A-frame cargo, fire jump and finish. Oh, that was awesome. And I, yeah, I almost cried. I was just, I was upset that like my family wasn't there with me. You know, there was no spectators were allowed. And it was just yeah. like me celebrating by myself, kind of. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, and that's pretty awesome, you know, because you said you only got like three hours the night before. So it was all worth it. It was so and, worth it. And that was a good course. Like, I really enjoyed that Charlotte course this year, too. It was a good course. <clears throat> Have you run there in the past? Or was that your no, first time there? that was my, yep, my first time there. They're pretty good at finding some technical running out there. And, like, even in the creeks and stuff, it's, it's usually, that's usually always a fun venue to go to. Especially if it's not freezing cold. And this time, the weather was great. It was beautiful. It was a good weekend. Sure. It was good. It was my first race back for the season because I missed Jacksonville. So I was very happy that we had some good weather. Okay, Jacksonville <clears throat> was cold. Yeah, I missed it. So I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about that at all. How did your race go there in Jacksonville? I know the field was way more stacked there, being a national oh, series race. Oh, for sure. So the, uh, I mean, I was excited to be there. Uh, you know, I was like, I ran. Uh, in nine, uh, no, I guess it was 20 last year. I had ran, uh, the sprint there. I flew down just to run the sprint, um, or the super, whatever wasn't the national series race. I flew down and ran that one and flew home the same day. The super um, wasn't the national series. Race. Okay. Then that, that's the one that I ran and people were like, you really, you came down to not even do the national series race. Uh, and I was like, that's what fit in my schedule. So that's what I did. Um, well, the super so, race was more fun for sure. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was glad to be back. I was glad that racing was back. Um, my husband flew down to Florida with me and Saturday, the super, um, my legs did not feel like they could run at all. Like there was mm. very good sections. It was flat to open up and run. And I'm like, come on legs, you need to run. And they just, weren't going. <laughs> um, I failed Olympus on that course. It was my first time with like that new slick material mm -hmm. and it was, it was all wet and muddy and I was like devastated that I failed it. Yeah. Uh, it was slippery that morning. The dew was all over it. I remember that. Yes. Um, I think I ended up coming in eighth for the super on the sat on Saturday then. Um, and I was like, well, that's not a very good placement. <laughs> oh, and I, I dropped the, uh, the sled drag on my toe also. Ow. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was horrible. I thought that I broke it. <laughs> so like when you're talking about when you dragged it back to the starting point, you know, yes, you dropped it yes, on your toe. Yep, exactly. Ouch. Uh, I went, I actually went to medical after the race and got ice cause I was like, this isn't good. You know, I can hardly even put pressure on it. Uh, I still ran the sprint the next day. I took ibuprofen. I'm like, well, hopefully I don't feel it once I start running. <laughs> oh, so you, and it, so you ran the sprint too, huh? This year, yes. Oh, yeah. this year. Yep, I did oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, that went, I mean, I was excited to be there with such a, a stacked field, and that was my first national series race. Um mm. There was good competition, and I knew it was going to be fast. I made top top twenty. I don't maybe t I don't know if I was quite top fifteen for that, but I was pretty pleased with with how it went. 
you know, I pushed hard and I had a clean race. That's awesome. I mean, you're working up through the ranks and, you know, you having a clean race in a national series, there was a lot of people there that didn't have a clean race. So a lot of times that'll make a big difference. Yes. Are you going to do a, are you going to chase the national series this year or are you just going to go to the ones that you can get to? Uh, I, yeah, so I wanted to do at least three national series just to have a ranking for the series, but unfortunately I cannot make that work. Um, I can't make it to Utah and I, am I can't make it to Asheville. So I'll be at West Virginia. Um, and then I'll be at OCRWC. West Virginia is awesome. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful venue. Yeah. Yeah, out of all the races that are in the national series, like that would probably be the one I would pick the most. I've never been to Utah, and it looks beautiful out there, so that would probably be a cool venue as well. I agree. So, in Charlotte, did you did you run both days? How did you do both days? I know you got first I, one day. Yeah, so I did run um, Sunday, and that did not go well for me. I just. I gave it like everything I had on Saturday. Right. Um, so yeah, I was definitely down on Sunday. Um, so you were I, like, screw I, it. I already got first on Saturday. So this is just for the fun of it. No, <laughs> I mean, I still, uh, obviously coming off of a win, I, I still wanted to do well, but at the same time I was like, you know, look at what I already achieved. It doesn't really matter what happens today because I did so good the day before. Right. Um, but again, I did, I did not sleep well that Saturday night and I went into the race just feeling like even crappier. Um, I think I ended up placing fifth or sixth. And you I clean? Ended up, no, no, I couldn't get over the slip wall. I was ah. with some of those few athletes that just could not get up the slip wall. Mm. The ropes were caked in mud and then, so, like, I tried gripping it several different ways. I was, like, wrapping the rope around my arm. I was trying everything, and I couldn't hold on to it for the life of me. And it was devastating. <laughs> I'm sure. I know on the second day, a lot of people were having uh, problems with the slip wall. I want to say Mark Gaudet even had to burpee out of it, too. And he was the first one there in the men's elite. Well, that's I had heard some of the male elites burpee out of it also. Yeah. And I, then I didn't feel as bad. Yeah. I think I ran age group, and I think it was a little bit more dry by the time we got there because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have like the ropes were still pretty muddy, and the backside of it was still m- muddy too. But I think the sun had come up enough to where it was hitting the the wall. Yeah, where it did, actually there was still mud there, but it was more it was gotten a little more dry, so it wasn't as bad. Yeah. And so, okay, you've got your first place finish, and it's at a sprint, mm-hmm. and this past weekend, in your own backyard, you go to Palmerton, and you place first in probably one of the hardest supers in the U.S., I would I would say. For sure. <laughs> so, tell us about how the race went this past weekend. Did you own it, or was it a battle to the end? Um. I, I, I guess I owned it. I don't, you know, I feel, I feel kind of bad saying that. So obviously my goal going into the race was to podium. I was like, this is my mountain. I know this mountain. I, I can run on this mountain. Uh, you know, I know what it has to offer and I've raced here since 2015. I know 
how tough the courses are. Um, so I was like, it's uh, that first climb is going to be brutal, but I want to push the pace. Um, because that's, you know, I, I was like, I, maybe I can scare off some of the girls if I go out hot. <laughs> um, so I mean, obviously, I did not run up that whole first descent. I'm not sure who did besides Robert Killian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't think he did. I think I saw videos of him power hiking, too. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I was in – I was. I think I led most of the first climb and then up, like, in that sandbag carry. Regina passed me. Um, I didn't even know who she was at the time. I was like, wow, this girl's passing me. Um but then I just, I passed her on uh, A-frame cargo. So I was like, okay, I'm good. I, I'm not really worried at that point in time. Um, I was like, it's all downhill for the next mile-ish. I'm just going to push that. I got down to uh, Bender and Pipe Lair. And then I think after I finished Pipe Lair, I saw Kayla and Regina coming down towards the Bender. Um and then after that, I went and got through Olympus, and I didn't see anybody behind me the rest of the race. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, I did keep looking behind me, which people are like, you know, why? Do you, why? Um, but mm-hmm. I, like to, I like to know where my competition is. I like, you know, do I have a buffer? Or, right. you know, what's, what's going on behind me? <laughs> I think it's just being strategic, that's all. Knowing, yeah. knowing so, if it's time to push, knowing if you've got a good pace going, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. And exactly. especially, and if there was any time to really look behind you, it was in that section that was after Olympus. Cause that was when oh. we got into that second climb. That was and, horrible. I mean, it was technical power hiking for a long time. Yeah. I was just dripping with sweat and the footing was so bad. And yeah. then you have like sweat in your eyes and there's not a designated trail yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, you're looking up, you're looking down, you're looking like everywhere to figure out where you're going and where you can put your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I say for sure in 2018, we ran up some of that on that course yes. too. I remember yes. that. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was technical then. And I remember it being a bitch then. And it was this time too. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Um, I think what was what beater like the next obstacle out of that i think yeah that that was so wet oh that was sketchy <laughs> when i got to it anyway i was like oh man I, I you know i had never done it wet before uh i hopped up on it and i thought i was gonna fall right off and i didn't and so i surprised myself i'm like oh my god i made it through the beater wet what is going on <laughs> <clears throat> yeah and it was like right after you did that they had like I guess it. I guess it was a snow machine or whatever. But they were blowing that mist over, like right after you did pass that water station. They were blowing that mist over there, and I was thinking, you know what? It would be awesome, like, to really make an obstacle tough if they put the <laughs> obstacle like right up underneath that thing, so it's just raining on you the whole time you're going through it. That would be so mean. <laughs> it would be mean, but it would be totally like a Spartan thing to do. And I'm like, why didn't they take advantage of that? You know. Well, they they have done that for the uh, they did that for uh, barbed wire when they had the long right. down and back up barbed wire. Yeah, I remember that. I want to yeah. say they did that in Alabama too when they had that race there. That was a national series. They was they had a water truck there and they were spraying water on it too. <laughs> 
cool. as far as the the rest of the super course um yeah you got to the top of the mountain and you had the wall uh you had the stairway to sparta seven foot wall atlas rope climb spear throw mm-hmm. yeah yep and then the vertical cargo and then you made your way back down the mountain um that was cool i like that that descent. The technical part oh it was awesome yeah on the mountain biking trails i love those trails yes yeah that was good yeah because and that was one thing that like 2019 and 2018 it's like most of the downhills seemed like we were on the service road where it was just open, clean, downhill running. I mean, they yeah. did have that one section that was, I think, um, in 2019, we ran down it coming to Twister. And this year, we ran down it coming to Bender. But we, yes. had, we had that technical downhill uh, in 2019. But this year, it was like we had all the technical downhill running. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much more fun. Oh, yeah. It keeps you on your toes for sure. Yeah. Because some people just, are, they're scared to just let go on the technical downhill stuff. And, I mean, I'm sure it's just, I'm stupid until I get hurt. And then I'll probably way, be way more cautious, I'm sure, after I break an ankle doing it. But until then, I'm, I'm, I go pretty fast. I, for me, I go fast on the downhills. And I, I think that that's one thing that I am good at because going up is something I'm not good at. It takes practice. <laughs> I know. And down here in the South, I mean, I live in South Georgia and everything down here is flat, you know, so. Oh yeah. You got to go North, North of Atlanta. Exactly. I would love to live up there and be close to something like that to train on. I mean, that's just got to be epic fun because tread incline treadmill is sucks. Eva, have you ever been up to Stone Mountain? Yes, yes, I've jogged yeah. up that a couple of times. It's pretty fun yeah. too. I've I've hiked it a couple of times, but I would love to um to run it and see what kind of Strava segments are on it. <laughs> hey, that's a popular segment too. <laughs> I believe it. Cuz there's like two because there's a segment that gets up to like that little hut where there's like some tables and chairs, and then there's another segment that is pretty much from the railroad tracks all the way to the top. And I want to say even Killian's got a time on it, but I don't. I think his only his didn't go all the way to the top or something like that. But man, there's some killer times there. Like I mean, you go there and you put in your best time, and then you go and look at the top time, and you're like, "This is unreal." You know? But yeah, that is, that is definitely a cool place to run up and down on it. It pounds on you too because it's all concrete too or granite. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's definitely a cool trail. If, if anybody ever comes to Atlanta, you know, and you want to tour the town, I say skip that, go to Stone Mountain, and hike up Stone Mountain, because that is the coolest. Yeah, the views are definitely worth it. Oh, it's yeah. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Total cool place. So, <clears throat> you ran clean all the way through Palmerton and took first place. For the Super, yes. The yep, super. yep. And so, and how did your day go during the sprint? The sprint? Some, oh, I was so sore. Oh, my gosh. Um, some people so showed I, up with fresh legs, too, though, didn't they? Um, I know. Or somebody yes, come from I mean, Savage, right, that ran. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, Miranda uh, ran Savage on Saturday and won Savage. Um, and then came, yeah, her and Michael came to, to Palmerton for Sunday's race. And she had never ran uh on that mountain before so it was her first time there oh, wow. um 
she led the whole first climb, which I fully expected her to. Um, so and she's then pretty I'd say, tough, huh? Yeah, yeah. She, now, is that the girl that surfs? Yes. Okay. I, yep. Okay. I know who I know who that is now. <laughs> um, and then I would say me and Kayla and I were in, you know, that second and third place positions. Um, and Regina was behind us in like fourth. And then coming into Z wall, I saw Miranda doing burpees and I'm like, Oh no, oh, you know, I, she, she has failed the Z wall before. So I thought, well, I guess she just, you know, something happened. And I was like, well, I'll just take your time. You know, I haven't ever really struggled with it. Um, and I got like three grip blocks in and I could not hold on. I just, I, my hands slipped right off and I'm like, well, there goes that. No uh, way. I, I thought my race was done for. Um, and then, you know, I was doing my burpees and I watched a couple other girls, uh, I think maybe like two other girls make it through while I did my burpees. And I'm like, oh no, this, this is not good. Um, and then, I, uh, I had a, uh, good spear throw, um, and Miranda was doing burpees when I got to the spear and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, Miranda's doing burpees again. I was like, this is my chance. If I nail my spear, I can pass her and I'll be, you know, in the top three. Um, and we came off verdict. Well, she had finished her burpees like the same time I finished my spear. Mm. Um, so we were on vertical cargo together. She got off just, a, I got a little tangled up in it. Uh, so she got off before me. She's a very good runner. She, uh, yeah, she kept is. ahead of me for that whole descent. Um, and I've, she stayed ahead of me the rest of the race. Um, but I didn't even know what place I was in until I got to bucket um apparently Regina had missed her spear so Kayla was in first at the bucket Miranda was in second and I to my surprise I found out I was in third and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna podium again um so I just kept pushing because then I could see other girls behind me and I thought you know I don't want to give up I don't want to give up another a podium that's that's not what I came for right um so uh yeah, I didn't know the, that we were doing the full swim again on Sunday. Ah. I thought it was going to be shortened. Uh, so that was a surprise when I got to that. Um, and then I knew multi-rig, the rings were going to be soaked from the rain and mm. from the swim. So I got to them and I was like, ooh, should I risk using my hands? I'm like, no, just chicken wing it. Just go safely. You know, there's no reason to make a stupid mistake if you don't have to. Um and monkey bars it was my first time getting through wet monkey bars they so were wet too those were those were, were still wet when i got there they were just soaked they yes. were yeah um i i normally take pretty good swings to get through them but i actually had to kind of like flex my arms right. and and control my swing um and yeah so i got through them and i was i mean excited to come in third and and be on a podium twice in a row on what i consider my home mountain Heck yeah. Yeah, because I remember when we come to Monkey Bars, I, you know, because I usually will always jump to the second one and skip the first one. And I okay. jumped to the second one, and when I grabbed the third third one, my hands, like, slipped, and I, I go sideways, and both of my hands slipped a little bit, and I was like, okay, i got to slow down and concentrate now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so when y'all got to the top, and Z-Wall was there, because I remember there was, a, like, a light sprinkle of rain that come over that morning, but I didn't run yes. until 8.30. Was it running at the t- Was it raining at the top when y'all got up there? 
Um, I remember it drizzling a little on the climb. I don't remember if it was, you know, still physically drizzling why we were up there. I, I don't remember at all. I was so focused on trying to get through the Z wall. <laughs> yeah. Cause trying to get through the Z wall when it's pouring down rain, it's a lot tougher than most people think. You know, a, a lot yeah. of people look at that as being an easy obstacle, but when it's soaking wet, your fingertips will just slide right off of that painted wood like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, so when you went through the swim, what was your technique when you went through the swim? Just keep moving. Um, on Saturday, I tried to, like, kind of swim, and I was like, well, this this isn't deep enough, and there's so much seaweed, my arms got tangled in it. <laughs> Mine, too. Or, yeah, I'm like, all right, I guess I just got to kind of, like, walk, walk, jog through it. Yeah. So, yeah, not much of a technique. Just get through it, keep moving. <laughs> I was kind of like, I would dive forward, and then I'd stand up and, like, keep diving again, and then... I kind of was just watching the rope go by and then I would run, kind of like run a little bit. And I was like, it didn't really look like I was gaining more ground one way or the other. And I said, I think what I'm going to do at this point is, is I'm just going to hold my hands above the water and try to start air drying them. So that's what I did pretty much both days. Okay. And I think that worked, worked pretty, that worked pretty good. So I want to back up a little bit. So when you know this mountain, because I tried it a couple of different ways both days. So when you're running up the mountain out of the gate, was your plan to kind of take dominance over the field and just stay up front and try to see if people tried to hang? Or was it you knew you were going to have to power hike and like, do you have like you, you know, kind of run 10 seconds, hike 10 seconds? Like, wh- what is your method to the madness of getting up a steep incline like that? Well, in particular with this race, I knew that first little climb to the overwalls wasn't anything crazy. So I was like, yeah. well, I definitely have to run that because I don't want to walk already. Yeah, of um, course. But, but my, for me personally, power hiking, hands on the knees, grinding as fast as I, you know, turning my legs over as fast as I can, um, is how I normally get up the mountain. And if there's like a spot that seems even more, more flat than another, I'll try to get a quick couple jog steps in and then go right back into power hiking. Um, you know, it uses less energy and for me is just as fast as trying to run if not faster, because I'm not using as much energy. I don't know. So power hiking is, is usually my go-to. Mm. That's that's what works. Cool. So I, I don't know if you've looked at some of the, uh, the Northeast Spartans Facebook page or whatever, but, you know, a lot of people were upset that they moved the sandbag, you know, from where it's been in previous years and how it wasn't a double. <laughs> and you've been to Palmerton, like, for what the past four or five years in a row Mm -hmm. and I've been there three times so compared to Palmerton of old how do you think that this race you know sized up um I think I definitely would say this year was easier for several different reasons uh the first one is obviously the standardization of course distances and obstacles uh you knew what obstacles you were going to get it was no surprise whatever's other than the ape hanger which is a palmerton staple whatever's in the super in florida is going to be in the super 
in Pennsylvania and California or, you know, right. wherever they go. Um, so you don't have a surprise with the obstacles. And for the most part, your distance is going to be between six and seven miles, whereas it could have been eight and a half before. Or like so, 10. <laughs> you, you know, you before it was always a guessing game. Um, and and for sure, I heard a lot of the, the sandbag talk before – uh, you know, I had before the race, I had seen someone's post and I actually commented on it, which I should, I should have just kept my opinion to myself. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was very, uh, straightforward just with my comment mentioning that, uh, the, the sandbag was indeed not on flat ground, which everyone thought it was going to be, but oh, yeah. it was you on a tell snow in the picture. It wasn't <laughs> flat ground and it was almost a quarter mile long too. Right. And you know, it, it was on a snow tubing hill and it was at the end of the race. So had that been in the beginning of the race, I think um, after the race opinions, people would have said for sure that it was too easy right. because you, you would have been fresh and that would have been a warm up. Yes. Um, but they strategically put it at the end for a reason. They knew it wasn't a double sandbag carry on a double black diamond, like a Palmerton staple. Right. So, so the place they put it in the race made it hard. Right. You know, they made it, they made it long. They made it fun. Um, spectators could see it. You know, you could take pictures of it. You wanted to, uh, you know, you wanted to do it. You wanted to see it. Right. Yeah. Um, one yeah. thing that made it hard too is, is you had both carries within a half a mile in the last mile of the race on both oh, days. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so and that bucket was, the bucket was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was all uphill. And then you had like a, a short, very short technical uphill and technical downhill. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if anybody had made a Strava second for that bucket carry yet, but I would, I would assume it was close to a quarter mile. It, it definitely seemed long. Yeah. And I hadn't seen a Strava segment for it yet. I was curious on that. <laughs> yeah. I know there was one for the, the sandbag, the sandbag. carry and it was like 0.24. So, I mean, it was almost a whole quarter of a mile. Yeah. And it was brutal. On, on, I mean, on the sprint, it wasn't as bad because the sprint was shorter. But on yeah. the super, after doing all those extra miles, that sandbag, it, it sucked. <laughs> it did to me. I don't know. I was, I was, because I, normally I'll run most of the sandbag, and I, I dang sure didn't there. I, when it got perfectly flat, I ran, and when it went downhill, I ran, and that was it. Yeah, same. <laughs> it, which was, which was kind of nice about it, because you know, you it wasn't either you walk the whole thing or you run the whole thing. It was more walk the ups, and then you got to run, and then you walked again, and then you ran, or you know, that was that was my strategy. Um, I would say carries are definitely not my strong suit. I'm usually a little slower, a little slower at them. So I liked being able to go down and and hike the ups. And I was, you know, I didn't mind it not being in its usual location. I know. And even that, and the barbed wire was super short, but even when you got Mm -hmm. done with the barbed wire, you had that rest of that hill you had to go up. And I was like, yeah, I, I didn't have any jog in me at that point either after the super. It was pretty much a power hike. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you about a race that you did that I saw on your Athlinks, and it was called the Labor Pain Endurance Trail Run. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Tell us about that because it, it was like a 12-hour race or something like that, and you run yeah, like so 50 a- miles. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it depends on which one you were looking at. So the, uh, the, the one this past year, they had to change the location and, um, and I 
think they, cha- I don't remember. I think they changed it to 10 hours this year. Whereas in previous years, it is supposed to be 12 hours. Um, but with COVID and the date change and all that, it did uh, change. So yeah, the, um, the original labor pains, 12 hour endurance trail run, it is a five mile looped course that you run, walk, jog, hike, um, as much as you can for the 12 hour, uh, time period. Uh, they have one aid station on course and then a big aid station at the start and finish area. Um, this, uh, this past year, I guess they held it late. It was in November. I believe it was in November and they had shortened it to 10 hours. Um, and it was an easier course than the original and it was a little shorter too. But yes, I ran uh, 52 miles in um, nine hours and some odd minutes. That's awesome. I believe. <laughs> so it was the, the furthest I had ever ran. Um, in the previous year for that race, I did 50 miles. So I was really happy to um, get more than 50 this year. That's awesome. You got like first place there too, didn't you? I, yes, I did. I did. I did win the event. <laughs> oh, that's also overall. No, no, for the females. Oh, cool. I got first for the for the females. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, Dixie, we're coming up on an hour here, but I always ask everybody these same questions every time they come on the show. So I'm going to ask you too. Is that okay? All right. Sure. I don't know what I'm being asked. <clears throat> well, <laughs> you should. If you listen to the show, you'd know. So it's your fault. Okay, so to this day, out of all the races that you've ran, which race has been your favorite and why? My favorite race? Oh, a particular location or a particular race date? (laughs) I mean, it just, whatever race was the most important to you or the one you liked the most or the happiest uh, experience it's your story you tell it (laughs) hands down uh the the super this past saturday uh you know i i have to go with that um being you know my home again my home mountain my fifth time there uh yeah i to i think that what is most epic about it is i think of all the the great um, you know, the great OCR athletes who have ran on that mountain and who have podiumed. And now I'm like, wow, uh, my name is like on that list of athletes. Right. Like how, how, how is that? <laughs> That's awesome. I can uh, only imagine, you know, you know, hitting those monkey bars and seeing the finish line and just knowing that you won that race, hearing the people cheer, that had to be pretty epic. It was. <laughs> Okay, so the next question is, is which race did you dislike, hate, or not enjoy the most, mm-hmm. and why? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> New Jersey Super in the Nor'easter we had uh, two years ago. Uh, the one that had yeah. the, the shit weather, right? Oh, it was literally snowing or whatever it was doing on the mountain, and they shut down the water obstacles, and Rhea... Yeah, she um, tapped, like, she, close to the finish. High- Yes, yes, she she was like at Olympus, and then it was just Olympus and rope climb, and the race was over, and she got pulled off course for hypothermia. That's crazy. And it was, um, I, I was 
the entire race, I was just like, why am I out here? Why am I doing this? I was shivering the whole race. And I'm like, this, you know, there's something wrong with me. Um, and then I had, I ran age group for that race and I took third and I was so mad that I took third because I had to stay and hang out and wait for the award uh, ceremony. I was like, I'm freezing and wet and I just want to go home. <laughs> were they not letting anybody go into the lodge when it was there like that? There was some people in there, but no, you weren't supposed to, they didn't, they didn't want people in there. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we did go to the car and, like, crank the heat, but I didn't warm up. Wow. Yeah. That, that looked like an worst, awful race. The worst experience ever. Like, worse than an ultra. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. I want to say the weather was pretty cold even down here in Conyers, if I'm remembering the right year. Because that's usually always the same weekend they have a Conyers uh, Super Sprint weekend, too. Okay. <laughs> so we were here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dixie. So you've already told us about how great you sleep coming up to a race. But tell us, like, what is your race ritual? Like, Friday night, do you have like a staple meal? Like, do you do shakeout run? What are you doing the morning of? What do you eat for breakfast? Like, what's your superstitious uh, ritual that you stick to on a race weekend? Tell us your uh, um, secrets. <laughs> I'm not a good one for that question. <laughs> I have no, I have no ritual. <laughs> uh, yeah, the night before a race or the, the day before, obviously I take it easy workout-wise. I'll do, try to do some yoga, some extra foam rolling and stretching. Um, I might go for a run. I did this past week. I ran like three and a half miles. Uh, and then I went for an evening walk. I'm like, I just need to do something so that I can sleep at night. So I do like to be active. So, you know, if I just sit around and do nothing all day, I'm definitely not going to sleep at night. Right. Um, I, but like I said, nothing crazy. I don't have a regular traditional pre-race meal. Just I don't eat anything new. I try not to eat, you know, take out the night before a race. Um, I make sure I eat, you know, protein, carbs, veggies. I, I get everything in that I normally would eat. Um, attempt to sleep. <laughs> I hydrate as much as I can. I drink noon and water. Um, the morning of a race, definitely coffee or a latte in the morning. Uh, as far as food goes, whatever I can hold down because the last thing I want to do before a race is eat. I have like my nerves get so crazy. I have no appetite. Um, so it's basically whatever I can force myself to eat. Right. <laughs> um, usually some type of carb, you know, a bagel, an English muffin, bread, anything. Right. Um, yeah. And water for sure. So what would you do, like, say, what did you do after the super, you know, to say, hey, I got to run the sprint tomorrow. I need to do this, this, and this to prepare. Uh, so I hypervolted myself three different times on Saturday because I was so sore. I foam rolled, I stretched, um, I got Chick-fil-A and Starbucks after the race because I needed I needed something that tasted good. <laughs> uh, I went for a walk Saturday evening to try to make myself feel better. Um, like I was limping uh, Saturday because my hip, my left hip hurt so bad. And oh, I was wow. like, I don't even know when I get out of bed in the morning if I'm going to be able to walk. And I could. I got out of bed Sunday morning and I was like, oh, wow, I can move around. <laughs> this isn't going to be too bad. Um, 
so yeah, definitely. Like after on a back to back race weekend, I'll definitely make sure I eat decently, uh, you know, refuel, rehydrate, recover as far as mobility, foam rolling, um, you know, hypervolt stretching, take a walk, try to relax (laughs) and party and not sleep for three hours. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What's something most people don't know about you, Dixie? Mm-hmm. Most people don't know about me. Besides, you have a garden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have chickens too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, I love having fresh eggs, and I got a buddy that brings me fresh eggs. He brings me quail eggs too. I eat those. But like at my girlfriend's house, she's got some people that they have chickens across the road, and they have chickens next door. And it's just like, we'll sit in bed and drink coffee in the mornings and it's kind of like our thing on the weekends and like everything's perfectly quiet, you know, we're playing on our phones or whatever and these chickens just won't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. I don't know, like in in my grumpy old age, like early in the morning and late at night, I don't want to hear dogs bark and I don't want to hear like chickens crowing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Now, there's a, a house, a couple houses down from us. They have a rooster, and it goes off all day long. It's oh, not wow. just a morning thing. Like, <laughs> they, they cock-a-diddle-doo all day. Oh, it was a few years ago, there were some people that lived behind me, and they had a donkey. And, oh like, in the middle of the night, it would just start hee-hawing. And, I mean, I'd be laying in bed, and I couldn't sleep already. You know, it'd be like 2 a.m., everything's perfectly quiet and all of a sudden you just hear this donkey just go off and you're like come on man like, that sounds like the south though <laughs> oh, it's totally the south down here <laughs> well hey dixie i'm all out of questions is there anything you want to add or shout outs don't you have like some sponsors or your ambassador or something like that Oh, yeah, yeah, a couple. Uh, so Vital Fit uh, is my recovery guy. He is local in, to me in Lancaster, uh, PA. So he does um, he does uh, stretching, um, uh, Graston technique, and cupping, and hypervolt. You know, he does all that good recovery stuff. And, yes, he is uh, my biggest race sponsor for this year, Um other than that, I am a Run PA ambassador. What is Obviously, that? Re- repping Run PA. Run PA. It is what it what it or, what its name is. So, Run Run and PA is Pennsylvania. Right. Um. So he puts on he race directs some of his own races around here in PA. Um. He also has bike PA. So for bicyclists. Um. But he has uh gear. You know, shirts, all kinds of hats and socks and that type of stuff um so i do wear run pa products i have a run pa tattoo which i got before my ambassadorship oh you're dedicated (laughs) i like it it it, you know it speaks to me i run i'm a runner and i'm from pa so it fits okay um i'm a noon a noon hydration ambassador so i love noon products noon sport noon rest um are my my favorites um, and I gotta give a shout out to, uh, mud gear, not unofficial mud gear athlete, but they, they support me and I support them and they have the best socks. Wow. Uh, I have been running in them for, for years. So I love them. <laughs> cool. 
Well, Dixie, is that it? Is there anything else you want to add? Um. Where people can follow I, you? Yeah, yeah. Follow me at, at Dixie Bonner on Instagram. I got a, a boatload of followers after winning this weekend. It's oh, crazy cool. how that works. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Follow me. Say hi if you see me at a race. Uh, I'm running my first bone frog this weekend. Sweet. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> what, uh, uh, what, what distance are you doing? I'm just doing the sprint, the, the, sprint? the 5k. Yeah. Oh, you'll probably dominate that. So, yeah, I mean, I figured it's, it's close to me. It's in, it's only about two hours away in New Jersey. So I'm going to give that a try. And then, uh, I have a 12 hour trail race, oh. um, in August, and then I'll be headed to West Virginia at the end of August. Oh, cool. If you can walk yeah. after the 12-hour race, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be good after a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, hey, Dixie, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Dixie again for taking time to talk to us. Go follow her on Instagram and watch out for her in the future because I feel like she's going to be doing big things in the future. Also, I want to thank everybody who came up to me this past weekend and talked to me and told me that they listened to the podcast. It means a lot, and there was a bunch of y'all there. Me and my buddy Ducky and uh, Corey, during the sprint, we were, you know, running and power hiking up to the top of the first climb, and some listeners heard us talking because we were talking about Conor McGregor breaking his ankle in the fight the night before, and you know, trying to run a race at the same time, we probably would have finished a minute faster if we would have just shut our mouths and concentrated on the race, but we just all enjoy talking and having fun, you know, and uh, I had some people, you know, say, hey, don't you do the podcast while we were talking there, you know, and meanwhile, Dustin Livingood's son goes above us in the ski lift, and he's heckling me. <laughs> it was just a good time, and we had a good time at the race. Uh but like I said, you know, if you see me at a race, please come up to me and say hello. You know, I love chatting with everybody, you know, and I love meeting the listeners. You know, it it it, it makes me want to make more episodes, and it's kind of like I have my own community in this awesome community that already exists, and I just think that's cool. But anyway, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, my next race will be at Asheville, which is, what, like three weekends away? That's a cool course. It's not in Asheville anymore. It's at the Tryon International Horse Park, which is where the Ultra was in November in 2019, where it rained out and got totally muddy. That was an awesome venue. It doesn't have the technicality that Asheville does, but it's still a really cool venue to have a Spartan race at, and I feel like they'll do a really good race here. So uh, hope to see everybody out there, and uh, hey, We'll see you at the next race. Peace.